right. Another beautiful day. Let's go. Let's another go. Another beautiful day, man. This is Evan Layton with H-Town Happy Hour. Derek Diotalevi with H-Town Happy Hour. And our special guest today. My name is Landry St. Patrick, and I own Live Impact Events. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Landry St. Patrick. All right. So, why don't you... Uh, live Impact... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, no. Live Impact Events, man. I was going to say... Well, how, how did that name come around? Um, I guess we're just going to start off getting into it then. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, Whenever I was 18, I made a mistake, and I, was, uh, I got locked up in prison at 24 years old, uh-huh. 24, 23, and uh, I decided that I wanted to change my life whenever I was in there, and one of the ways I wanted to change my life was start a company, because I hated working for people, obviously, mm-hmm. that's why I was there, uh, so I decided to go like, deeper into myself and figure out what truly made me happy, and music was one of the things, huh. but then I was like, you know what? I don't want to just do music. I want to build like a culture of experiences and I actually want to provide something instead of just a show. So Mm. I started thinking of names and one of them that stuck to me was live or just impact and impact was actually started like in jail. Funny enough, Mm -hmm. like the whole thing was started in jail. I wrote it all my business plan, everything down beautiful, and like actually started to manifest exactly what I wanted to do. And impact was just because I wanted to change the way people thought about things. Nice, 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 nice. So you wanted to change the way people saw. You said it was, it was, you got impact because you wanted to change the way people saw that industry? Yeah. I wanted to change the whole like concept of it because as far as what I see, a lot of people do big production, big sound, big ass headliner. And you know, that's the industry standard. That's cool. A lot of people do that and it works. Do you think that's just because it attracts eyes? I think it attracts eyes and it's one of the simpler things to do Mm. and you know easy if you go for easy you know it's tight especially if it makes you money Mm -hmm. all right so just for the audience to kind of catch them up and everything go ahead what is live impact events uh live impact events is a music event company uh we started officially in november i started doing emo nights which was felt emo in houston texas which is now the biggest emo night in houston texas nice and uh it's, we just don't do specific genres. We kind of stick to uh, go for everything. Right now, my main focus is my emo nights as well as my electronic music uh, shows, which yeah. I'm trying to turn into festivals. Nice. But, you know, you got to walk before you can, like... Absolutely. Yeah. We've done a couple festivals, and they're not easy to pull off. No. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. It's great. I love yeah. it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> it's one of the greatest highs is, is being there and, and seeing, like, something you put together <clears throat> for sure. unfolding in front of your eyes. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, how long have you been in the event industry? Uh... I've been inside the event industry probably since 2015. I've been going to events like consistently since 2012, especially in the rave community and electronic music community. Yeah. So I've been involved with like either setup, production, promoting, uh, you know, psyops, which is curating like decoration, all types of stuff just yep. since I was like a kid. Yeah. yeah. That all kind of goes hand in hand with something you were saying earlier. You, you want to create an impact. You yeah. want to you create an experience, not just do another music show. Yeah, for sure. That's right on the money. I think that's important when you're doing any kind, any kind of event. I think that's how you kind of, you can set yourself apart from other promoters or other event coordinators and stuff like that is you create an experience. You create something that people remember and talk about and then that's marketing in its own, the referral, word of mouth, yeah. people talk. What sort of reviews have you gotten from like your peers after you've, you know, had a successful event? What's what's some of the things that your friends and people around <coughs> you have, have said about them? Like, hey, way to go. It was really awesome when XYZ happened. So 
something, uh, someone told me this a long time ago, and I wish I could remember who said it, but they said, you can tell a lot about a person by the type of events they throw. So I'm very passionate about what I do, mm-hmm. and it's one of the biggest things to me in the world. Actually, I've given up almost everything to make this into something. Beautiful. So it, it actually doesn't surprise me, but it does surprise me because people can see the hard work I put in. I've only gotten positive feedback. Yeah. Even during whenever yeah. I started doing it uh, during the pandemic a little bit, I took all the procedures because I did care about people. So I made sure there was masks at door. Luckily, I'd... the rave community already wears masks on. <laughs> yeah, thank God. We're good. We're good They're right like, there. actually, I have a fashionable mask. I was ready for the pandemic. They were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing it before COVID made it yeah, cool. Before, <laughs> exactly, before it was cool. Dude, no, it's crazy because like, the, the kids back then that used to wear the mask all the time, now it's like, hey, man, can you wear a mask? They're like, no, man, I've been wearing a mask. Yeah. Now that it's like it's part of the rules, it's like no, that's not. I don't cool want to do that. I was wearing a mask to be different. Now all y'all clowns are wearing masks. God, I'm on out. Yeah, that's I'm, tight. I don't want to wear this. All right. Well, um, you kind of just popped the popped the cherry kind of early there. Tell us a little bit about uh. So I mean, you said you went to prison and it kind of helped you align yourself. Came out. Tell us a little bit about that. Well. I went into prison back in 2018, the very beginning. I was 400 pounds. Uh, I was wow. drinking all the time. I was doing just everything and anything I get my hands on. But uh, when I went in, my mom asked me to do one thing. And she was like, if you're going in to do this, I want you to do one thing, and that's get healthy. So the first day, I started working out. And then I started meeting personal trainers and all this other thing. And I was starting to lose weight. And then I was like, well, I feel like healthy isn't just physical. It's mental as well. Yeah. So that's that's whenever I started reading books and I started getting into self-help and I started reading stuff that I liked and, you know, surely enough, like things started to change inside of my head as well as my like body. And then I was like, well, there's also one more other thing. I I need to get spiritual. So Mm. that's whenever I started reading the Bible and started doing everything else. And then everything started falling into place. Mm. And then I met this guy. This guy was like a CEO of this company and he started it from the ground up. Like as with one lawnmower and ended up doing $100,000 a year. Wow. And I was like, yo, how the hell did you do that? Right. I'm curious. Like, I want to do that. Yeah. And he was just like, well, you know, find something you're passionate about. What do you love? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what I love. I have no idea. Well, hey, and, and, and you remember how you were talking about <clears throat> reading? Uh, we, I mentioned that Acres of Diamonds. Book. Yeah, it's a good book. Well, one of the things that I kind of took away the most from that was everybody has everyone talks about oh i wish i could be upon a gold field or a coal mine or 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 some sort of oil rig or something like that i wish i could just have it yeah. and it's like well what you fail to realize is beneath your feet there is an acre of diamonds but you have to mine yourself to find out where <coughs> those diamonds are and how they shine bright you said well i don't know what the heck i love yeah. well i love creating a good experience for other people i love having a good time and maybe there's not a good enough time out there in this world yet so let me maybe write down some ideas is this kind of yeah that's basically how that happened it took me a week to come back to him and be like this is what i love to do and this is what i want to do but i'm afraid to do drugs because like if it's so close together music events and drugs and alcohol go hand in hand yeah so he was like all right well that's an easy quit <laughs> damn i was like well, I mean, you like, how bad do you want it? Yeah, like, how bad do you want it? I was like, well, now that I figured it out, I want it as much as I want to breathe. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't want it. Any, I want it more than anything. Yeah. Like, that's what I strive. So a week later, I was like, you know what? I'll quit. Quit everything. 
Hmm. And yeah. like, haven't sure. looked back since. Haven't looked back since. How long, you, how long have you not been That's doing admirable. drugs, drinking, or anything like that? Uh, I don't. I haven't done drugs or drinking since May, because I got high in a prison. So like May, 2018. Damn, bro. Yeah. Props, homie. Appreciate it. Wow. That's no, huge. No, seriously. Yeah. That's Honestly. Huge. Well, I mean, you know. There was a while where I was going to those meetings also, and it was it, it was one of the things that I took away from it was there was there was a lot that I took away from it, but then I heard somebody say, "The people that are outside of here wish they could have what we have, this this sobriety and clean head," and that always resonated with me. It was always like, "He's got a point," yeah, you know. I yeah. mean, and and it's so I'm just saying it's admirable that that you've been able to do that, and on the flip side, it's paid. Tenfold. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of dive, dig in a little more, you're talking, you're, you're in the rave scene. I mean, that scene is a lot of, a lot of drugs. Yeah. A lot of, was it, was it, was it difficult at first to kind of be back in the scene or? The first week. The first, the first week, week uh, I was able to go back out and actually like, cause I came out during Corona. That's yeah. the whole reason I got out. Yeah. So, uh, the first week whenever I got back, I was a little antsy. I was like looking at the bars like, uh, Fuck. And then I was like seeing people do like coke and shit in the bathroom my friends were doing. I was going to after parties and I was like, yeah. I don't know. And then uh, sure enough, like, you know, I just stopped giving a fuck. Yep. I, I started realizing that that's not what I wanted mm-hmm. and that life wasn't for me anymore. And this life was. Yeah. That little it, temporary high is not worth sacrifice or, uh, or, or ruining the, 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 the overall high, the achieving your goals, yeah. the reaching your reaching success. Dude, my parents are proud of me for once in my life. It's great. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I'm good. I like it. Hey, that's huge, dude. Because yeah. I mean, I remember when, when when my parents tell me they're proud of me. It's one of the biggest, like the real proud of you, not like no, just yeah. the bullshit. Like when they're like the genuine, the genuine. They give you that real respect. It's it feels amazing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Love it. I think it's 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 kind of a vice versa as well. I think like to me at least like. One of the greatest things as a parent is to be able to genuinely be proud of your child. I agree. Because uh, I, I, I would I would say, like, as a parent, the number one goal is to leave your children off better than you were. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It, for once, I can feel like whenever they stare at me, they don't have to worry about me anymore. Because mm-hmm. huh. before, they would stare at me, and they're like, oh, shit, what is it going to do? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the next incident going to yeah, be? Yeah, what is it going right? to be? Because I was what's in and out of jail, man. Like, uh, for, like, yeah. From well, 18 to, like, Okay. Yeah. Well, well, then that also kind of makes me think. I mean, it's like as you're sitting there watching your <laughs> watching your friends and your peers kind of do this stuff, and you can make the because I mean it's all about consciously making your choice to do something, right? You know, and you can consciously say, no, you know what, my urge to make a successful event is a little bit higher than this urge to participate in whatever my buddies are doing right now because I know it's not going to be for the better of me. Yeah. And I mean, those, I feel like that's kind of another thing that can almost have an, an igniter in your gas tank. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To make an, an event special. That's, that's definitely one of them. And I just feel like if I were to, like, like you were saying earlier, if you get drunk at your own event, what does it make it look like? If you yeah. get fucked up at your own show, what does it look like? And even then, even if it's not my show, if people see me acting a fool and doing like dumb shit because I'm, I'm messed up in some other way, what does it what does it say about my company? Exactly. Right. But if people meet, walk, see me walk around high chest, straight back, you know, head up high, clear like, eyed, clear eyed, yeah. everything else, what are you gonna get? You're gonna get you're gonna get what I'm gonna tell you. And, yeah. and, and also they're gonna they're gonna your reputation is gonna shine yeah. a little bit higher because they know that it's not like oh there goes the there goes the event coordinator trashed again. Yeah. You know, it, you're like, no, no, 
oh, I, this this needs to be done, this needs to be done. You have to work behind the scenes. Yeah, 100%. So, I mean, if, if you're all tossed up and everything, you know, I could just see how that would be hard, especially in an industry like that. Yeah. You know? And even if your friends are like, you go to your friend shows, because like, if you're in the industry, you kind usually you'll find friends that are doing the exact same thing. It just kind of happens. Yep. You know, you surround yourself with people what you do. Uh, but like, even though like they'll see me running around, like, hey, can you help me out? Can you help me out? Can you help me out? I yeah. always say yeah because you know I, they, they know you're straight in yeah, mind. you know I can, I'm able to help you. I'm mm-hmm. always there to help. Like especially with like many of people that are in Houston that I go to their shows, I'm always there for them. Same yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. That's tight. So what are some of the stuff that goes on in your preliminary to setting up these events? So say you have one maybe two two Saturdays away from now. You know what I mean? Let's say we have one. <laughs> maybe, let's, just, let's just say maybe for instance, you know what I'm saying? Do you, you may, have one? I do have one. I do well, have one. Well, how about that? Yeah, that's okay. crazy, right? You know? Well, okay. So 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 tell the people that are, that are watching. And us, because you know, I'm interested also. What sort of stuff goes on into the setting up for your kind of event? Like, what sort of? I know there's probably a checklist that you have. Of, I do. This has to be done. This has to be done. So, what are some of those things? Well, the first and foremost thing, no matter what, I have an algorithm that I actually wrote out whenever I was away, and the algorithm starts off with the venue. Yep. Venue is the first thing that I always find. Once I find a venue, then I can think of the event. Yeah. Once I think of the event, like the one that I'm about to do in two weeks is Odyssey. Yeah. And once I figure out the event theme and the way I want to do it and what the event theme speaks to me, then I move on with the artists. So then I start booking the artists. Once I book the artist and fill in that spot, then I start working on, okay, production. Yeah. I have a production team that I'm teamed up with called Lunchpen, and we're teamed together for every event that I do. Nice. So like, I don't got to worry about that. They got that on their lock. They're pretty good. Uh, I've seen them in action. Yeah, they're, they're great. I love good. them. Uh, work their ass off. Uh, they also crazy. They'll stay up like twenty four hours and just hit it. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, oh, I thought you said they'll stab like twenty four. No, no, hours. stay oh, up. They'll stay up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Hey, yeah, all right, man. They're they're, they're, they're got about that. Back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then after the production, I start rolling. I have a my marketer Brandon. He usually rolls out the uh, the promotions and how we're gonna do it and organically, and do all the organic side effects with promoters and just kind of run that plan out. Yeah. And then usually after we have all that set up. We'll do the announce, and then through the announce of the to the day of the show, I'll work on like decorations, work on other things that I want to throw in, work on little more promotional strategies that I've been also working on with Derek. You know, just little things in between to help provide experiences for the show. Like right now, I'm working on performers in the last two weeks of this show coming up. Yeah, because uh, Odyssey is about it's about an epic, it's about a story uh, that where you're the main character, yeah. just like similar to the Homer Odyssey. So, like, the reason I thought of it is because Perseus was a normal man and, like, was just just like me and you, but ended up being something great. And, you know, much as any of us, we want to be that. Mm-hmm. We're all normal human beings that want to be something great, but we have to go through obstacles to get there. Right. Just like Perseus did. Damn. So, I want to perceive that into this show that even though you're just a human being, you can do great things. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing in your way, there's nothing that can stand in your way if you're willing to jump over these obstacles and fight these monsters and demons in, in, in your path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm hoping that whenever I throw this show that I'm creating a spark for people to understand that. That when they see all these, this music and art that I'm trying to provide, that they get this creative spark that, man, I know what I want to do and create their own story. Yeah. So the, point of the, the premise of the event is where you're the main character. Gotcha. Like, that's what I want. I want you to understand that when you walk in these doors, you're starting your story and that you're the main character to the show. Hmm. 
I'm sold and I don't even know the lineup yet. Yeah, right? <laughs> From this conversation, I'm saying, like, yeah. that's dope, dude. Yeah. That's what everyone. Man, throw in some needs. Greek and Roman themes, it's tight. Good to know. <laughs> little toga party. Little toga party, <laughs> dress up <laughs> as a god, a monster, Medusa, whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. It's about riding your wave, right? Mm-hmm. It's about finding your wave and riding it. Yeah, that's exactly. Dope. Cool, cool. Yeah. That was a good question, dude. Thanks, man. All right, so yeah. you've got the theme figured out now. You've got the theme figured out now. Now talk more closer to the show. What do you mean by that? Like, so, uh, so we have your so we have your algorithm. You got your all these things that go into it. So the events, themes, artists, promo, and things like that. Maybe what's what's some of the other things? Like, I mean, the show. As far as like, yeah, like I mean, how do you put it? Like, once you have so once you have like two or three performers put in a set, like, do you categorize them off into you know this guy's going to be on between uh, nine oh, so and eleven thirty? That's my. Uh, I'm gonna start doing the lineups again, but I've been having my friend, uh, which is also like my talent buyer, uh, Zach. Mm-hmm. He's been doing all my lineups and doing my talent buying and doing everything for me mm-hmm. because I'm too busy trying to like run around and do everything. Yeah. With meetings and then talking to trying to get sponsors and just everything in between that goes with this business. Well, dude, you don't want to pressure yourself and burn out by doing trying Split to put everything up. on your head. Right. Plus, I mean, a team makes everything easier. hundred percent, man. Team makes, team and being able, being able to delegate tasks out to other people who you know are solid individuals. Yeah. That can carry the torch and just boom, handle it. I mean. That's why I like sports so much. That's why I like, you know what I'm saying, working in the group atmosphere. It's like, you know, you can depend on other people to do a job. If you're like, hey, man, can you call the lights guy? Make sure that they're coming in at 830 yeah. because the event starts at 930. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you please call that and confirm that? Thank you. Yeah, it's perfect. You but know, the, so you have so you have some moving figures. Yeah, I have a, I have a pretty good team right now. There it is. It's, it works pretty well. Cool. Uh, I've had no really bad hiccups. Everything's been going successful, you know. Honestly, I'm surprised that it's been going so well. I've, I've had zero, like, failures yet. Yeah. So I've, I've had my failures before I started <laughs> yeah, Live Impact. Right, right. Like, tons of them. But so far, it's been smooth sailing. I want to yeah. keep it up. It's going great. Well, maybe you learned your lesson. I hope yeah. so. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, I'm, not in a bad way, but yeah. I mean, like, you know, sometimes it's just that little... Duh. Yeah. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. Okay. You know? Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. It's funny. Well, because I mean, speaking about teams, <coughs> I, I was I was telling him about like whenever I was coaching football, I'd want like football goon heads, like almost like a, they run in there. <coughs> let's do that again. <laughs> let's do that again. But the opposite works with the law. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I got in tr- like yeah, we all get easily trouble on the road, and it's kind of like hey, maybe we don't make those same steps yeah you know oh and dude they check me all the time i'll be like guys this is a great idea they're like shut up landry I'm like, oh man these hey, guys are good so to have that. Yeah. it's good to have that in a yeah. friend dude like, yeah, okay. sit down and think about what you just said i'm like i thought about it was dumb yeah hey but hey that's real yeah that's real you got to surround yourself with people that are gonna keep it real with you oh, dude, i can't stand when people just agree with me every yeah, time I yes, say something. yes man is fucking yeah. terrible yeah. Dude. i hate that shit. i hate a yes man you'll never grow with a yes man exactly there are some good ideas but not all of them yeah right, right. and even if they're not like fully good they can be made into good there's you know a couple right. missing pieces you flesh it out iron yeah, yeah, yeah. iron it out you know my, what I'm saying? my problem is someone will tell me an idea like someone will start off a conversation try to convey their idea to me and i'm like i love it and i try to build on top of it and they're like mm, chill and i'm like no 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 I, like, I'm I, got with you, man. Yeah. I got your idea man i'm here to build with you <laughs> chill out all right whatever man but, yeah. but but at the same time, I like to build on top of other people's ideas. So maybe you come to your group and be like, hey, I got this thing for an Odyssey fantasy where you are the main character in your story. And through this whole event experience, 
you learn that the power has always been within you. Right. And they're like, shut it, bro. And then you're like, all right, well, watch this shit. Oh, dude, my yeah. whole, my whole, ex- all right. So I'm going to talk about my first show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, Please just, do. that literally just brought me into it. All right. So my first show, it was, it was called Fragment. It's like my centerpiece from like Live Impact. It's mm-hmm. the premise of Fragment is finding the missing piece of yourself, fill in that void. Yeah. And uh, that's the premise of it. I mean, there's a whole ass story, but uh, anyway, I threw the, I started uh, doing the show. I ended up taking a loan from a loan shark. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> dude, I had no money. I had no money. I've done that. I've yeah. done it in the, in the trenches. I had but no the money. the event went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. the event. So, like, I was broke at zero dollars in my bank account right in November. On. Yeah, no money. I was like, fucking, I'm going to do it. Heart like, there's the nothing that's going to stop me. And I, yeah. like, I used to work at a poker club, so I walked up to this guy. I was a poker player and had a bunch of money. And I was like, yo, man, I need a loan. <laughs> Let me get that. Yeah. And he was like, how much do you need? I was like, three grand? And he was like, I can do three grand. I'm like, tight. I'm like, what do you want back on it? He's like, 33% of all profits. Fuck. I'm like, oh, dude. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> hey, loan shark. I'm about to make shark fins too. Thanks for yeah, your help. For yeah, for sure. I was like, all right, cool, man. I don't even. I didn't even think about it. I'm not even gonna negotiate the, the money. terms. Thanks for the cash, money. Man. Hey, I've done it. I've done I it. I was like, I, not a thought in my head. I was like, I, I'll take it. <laughs> so I took it, and I started to. Me and my friends started to book the venue. Then we booked an artist, and I, I was originally gonna book another artist. And then I found out another promoter was trying to book that artist. Talked to her, and she was like, "Yeah, I want to bring in that artist." I was like, "All right, well, give me someone that I can bring," because that was my big like. Hurrah. Yeah. Funny enough, we ended up booking him for the second fragment. It was Bandles, but dope. That yeah, was a dope we ended show. up getting Zuba. We ended up doing Zuba at this warehouse. I didn't have a production team, so I was like driving around looking for production teams, and I was like finding someone that believed in me. That was like, <laughs> yo, I want to partner with you. Let's be, let's do this shit. And I found this one t- group of people that were just like, yo, about your vision. Let's fucking do it. I'm like, yeah. all right, tight. So then I had the production team, and I was like, all right, let's go. So then we, wrote, I was like already set dead set on Fragment. We made the flyer. Uh, my graphic designer Tyler did it. And then posted it out. I did the day after Christmas. Everyone and their fucking mother was like, that is a horrible day. Do not do that day. You will fucking lose your ass off. Da, da, da. I was like, hey, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. Nice. Uh, nice. And everyone was like, no one even knows who Zuba is. You're not going to make money. I don't know why you're doing that. I'm like, I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. So I booked the event out. I started making, I was like, how do I do this? I was like, memes. I started the way, I started, because I was like brand new. So I started copying other promoters, doing what they were doing. I'm like, all right, cool. Make my own little spin to it. You know, just kind of started going with it. And then I started like doing live streams about like what it meant to me, who I am, Mm. why I want to do this, giving people a little bit more entry and more transparency on who's throwing this event. Yeah. And you know, it really fucking worked. Wow. Because now they can relate to you. Yeah. Now they know your story. Yeah, I was just, I I hate sharing my emotions. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm trying to get better and better at it. Yeah. So like that was one of those moves that I had to make. So I was like, what, how can I sell this? Well, a lot of the times it's funny that you even say that. How can I sell this? A lot of people, they buy for emotional reasons too. Right. People want to buy for emotional reasons. Like if you're, what about the little... A 11 or 12 year old that comes knocking at your door Girl saying, Scout Hey, I'm cookies. selling candy Girl for my cookies. Yeah, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies or I'm selling candies for football. I just need you to buy a couple of them. And you're like, All right, here's 10 bucks, man. Give me the Reese's peanut butter cups and the Kit Kats. Yeah. You know, have a good one. And it's like, Thanks, sir. My team is going to go on to win the championship now that you help me. And then they yeah. feel good about it. And yeah. then they bought it. And it's like, and, and that's still an honest sale. You know, he's yeah, not like baiting you to do it. He's like, like For me, instance, and the kid. It's an honest thing. Right. Like, 
how the kid is just trying to get money for his football team. And I was just telling people about my dream and exactly what I wanted to do, my passion behind it, everything. And you know what? It worked. Wow. Sure enough, I was scared off my ass. As you should be. I had 30 ticket sales the day before. I was like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm going to owe this dude money. I don't even know I'm going to pay it back. I have no money in my bank account. I am screwed. Uh, sure enough, man, I woke up the next day at 160 tickets sold. Wow. I was like, Okay. I was like, I got enough money to pay him back. It's crazy. So later on the night, it was around 180. I was like, all right, we'll see how this works. Get the lights going, get everything going, turn out the turn off the day room lights, fucking get everything started up, sound checked. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. So we were setting up Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Completely forgot about this. This is a huge thing. We were setting up Christmas Day at this venue uh, down the street called Sandman Studios. Mm-hmm. We're setting it up. We already tested power. So before anyone tries to check me on that, we did test power. Yeah. We did the amperage, all that. We plug everything in and we and we turn it on. And not everything would turn on at once. Like too much power is being yeah. sucked out. Mm. Like everything was only attached to one breaker. Damn. Yeah, crazy. It was an electronical nightmare. <laughs> so like it's Christmas Day. I'm sitting in there at like four o'clock in the morning. It's the day after Christmas, technically. And like I'm freaking out. I'm like calling people, messaging people for generators. Like, where the hell am I gonna find a twenty kilowatt generator right on, now? Yeah. The day after Christmas. Well, there probably were some sales at Home Depot and Lowe's and some some uh uh wives got their husbands some generators. Yeah. So you could probably be like, Yeah. May have actually been a perfect timing to ask. That's what I was thinking, maybe, but I started hitting up everybody and then I called a friend and they were like, yo, this dude has a generator, hit him up. I'm up till seven o'clock in the morning. I haven't slept in two days. Yep. Like I'm on nothing but caffeine. And like I call him at seven and I'm like, hey man, I need a generator. He's like, what size? I was like, what's anything in the kilowatt? He's like, I got a 45 kilowatt generator. I could bring it to you for $500. I was like, get here now. Yeah. <laughs> it's the day of the show. I'm like, get here now. You got your money. I'm like, y'all got this. I need to go get some sleep before the show. Yeah. So like the generator got there. They set it all up. They called me and they're like, hey, everything's good. I, j- I run back over there, watch everything progress. Anyway, fast forward now. Now that we figured out that monstrosity of almost not having a show go on after being promoted for like a month. Yep. Uh, doors open. I still think I'm going to lose my ass. It hits 10 o'clock. We already have 250 people in the door. Damn. Nice. I asked my friend uh, that's working my door, Philip, and I'm like, hey, how many people have already scanned tickets? He's like, we've only scanned 30 tickets. Wow. I'm like, these are all door door sales? He's like, yeah. I'm like, bro, this is insane. Wow. I'm like sitting in the back of the room, like crying. Like, I fucking did it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been there, homie. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah. I got 400, uh, 350 to 400 people in that night. Wow. Wow. Yeah. First show ever. First show. First what show. a triumph, man. That, what yeah. a triumph. We've yeah. uh, that that's huge because oh, it's a it's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff you just kind of shared that <coughs> people don't know is happening even behind the scenes. Oh yeah, dude, Those they don't ups know ups and downs. They don't even know the the blood, sweat, and tears yeah. that goes into throwing on a big show, dude. We've uh, we we had a festival called the Houston Crawfish and Chill Festival. We be talking about that. Never done never done a big event in our life, yeah. and. Uh, we created a event on Facebook. It, it like started to go viral. All of a sudden, we had pre-sold like 800 tickets to this beast. Crazy. Never done a, a big event in our life. We had Same. done smaller events and stuff at bars and stuff. But You're like a marketing guru. You should got that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We out here. We out here. Yeah, um, so like we had pre-sold like 800 tickets and... Exactly like you said, like using memes and using like just just interesting, interesting uh, marketing tactics, yeah. like it's doing it the organic way. And then so we, we've pre-sold like 800 tickets and like 
all right, now we got to figure out how to put this festival on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once you figure out like, the easy portions, you're like, all right, now how the hell do we make this operate right now? Like, I, need, I need thousands of pounds of crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> right I now. need a wholesale supplier on crawfishies right. right now. So we're, you know, we're hitting the phones, we're calling up people, and then like, Everyone starts to tell us the crawfish season was ending early because I think we scheduled it for like towards the end of May. That crawfish season was ending early this year, so like all the crawfish was looking tiny. Um, and what we had we had pitched it on, uh, you know, we, we were going to do free beer because a, a, a beer a distri- beer distributor had had told us like, hey, we love, yeah. exactly, let's sponsor. We'll do some free beer for everybody. So that was part of the ticket marketing and everything. Free, free beer. beer, free beer, <laughs> free, free beer. beer. Free beer with every pound of crawfish. Right, right, exactly. So uh, who, who said that? They were like, somebody said like you can't say. I think it was Facebook was like you can't say free beer or yeah. something like that. And you're like, all right, Facebook. Well, then you get two free beers. <laughs> no, no, no. So I'll tell you what happened. So then this just goes hand in hand with exactly like your generator stuff going on. The, yeah, the, yeah. the sound not working. We're a couple. We're like a week out from this event. Pre-sold over a thousand tickets. Pre-sold, not even at the door yeah, tickets. Yeah. And the beer company hits me up and they're like, "Hey, we can't, we can't sponsor this free beer. You, you just, you, you just, you just out front said free beer. Like TBC is talking to us, and we can't just say free beer like that. We can't attach ourselves to this anymore. No, oh shit, we're yeah. a week out. We're a week out from this festival. Pre-sold like a thousand tickets. So, it, it, so exactly like you said. You know what I did? I went online. I did a post on on our Facebook and stuff and on the event page, and I said, hey, guys, TABC came down on us. We can't technically save free beer, so... What we're gonna offer is everyone that, and this the free beer was just for people that bought pre-sold tickets, like right. uh, early bird tickets and stuff. I was like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give everyone three tokens for tasty adult beverages. <laughs> <laughs> everyone that has bought a ticket so far, you get three tokens f- for tasty adult beverages. Boom. So like we probably had out of like the thousand tickets we pre-sold, we probably had like uh, 30, 40 people ask for a refund. And because I just went on there and I explained it to everyone, I was like, "Yo, we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this. We we it, it outgrew us quick. We didn't know how to do this. We had to change venues like two, three times because of the size." Which one was the one that you uh, messed up PayPal on? That was it. That I, was it. All yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, I got like 30, 40, 50 G's on PayPal in my PayPal account, and and they start getting these refunds come requests come through and stuff so and like they basically reach out to me and they're like hey we're not in the business of crowdsourcing festivals you need to have your own money to run this festival like paypal reaches out to me this elon musk owns paypal at the time you know what i'm saying like yeah so they're reaching out to me and they're like we don't crowdsource we don't allow people to crowdsource festivals like you need to have your own money because i start spending the money up to make this festival happen i'm spending the the pre-sold tickets yeah, yeah, gotta yeah. get porta potties gotta get talent gotta get djs gotta get tents gotta buy this crawfish gotta get all this stuff up so like paypal sends out like a day after they call me and tell me they they locked up like 30 g's right froze 30 g's yeah thirty thousand dollars a month froze it so they the day after they do all this they send out like a paypal notice to everyone that has like a paypal business account that they don't do crowdsourced events and stuff like they sent because it wasn't in none of their have you experienced something like that also no no well no i i I, like i said i've known a lot of people i originally did eventbrite yeah and like hit eventbrite and then i switched to ticket spice because like they hit me up and they were like hey we can give you a better deal right right (laughs) yeah 
I, I don't use ticket Eventbrite anymore either. Yeah, I, I use like other Eventbrite. ones. Eventbrite is who this happened to. Yeah. It was Eventbrite, and then it was connected to my mm -hmm. PayPal. So, like, long story short, dude, we know about the trials and tribulations that come through and throwing these events, and 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 how tough it is, and 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 being opening to just being real with people, and if people can relate and people people understand where you're coming from they'll, they'll still support you 100 and so. dude i have a lot of supporters right now just because like they've seen me grow they saw me whenever i like whenever before i went to prison i was 400 pounds i was fat yeah. i fucking hated life i was jacked bro. yeah now, now i'm kind of jacked, jacked. Like, great <laughs> and then uh they just i hated life I, people would always tell me like man i feel like i've known you my whole life but i never knew you now so it's like crazy so like now i have all that support because they've seen me like from then to now like I'm, i weigh like 210 right now I like own my own company. I have another company called Felt Emo and me and my friend Julian do that. And it's just like watching me grow. They're like, they follow the whole thing. And it's just, it's cool to have that people, so many, so much support. Like, but it also sucks. Cause if I fuck up, I fuck up for everyone. And it's yeah. like, God, that's a lot of people to yeah. disappoint. Well, and that kind of leads, <laughs> in, that leads into my next question was, when did you realize that this was a good fit for you, that you could do this well? After Fragment actually here. Mm. Uh, so my hair and my nose piercing didn't come till actually I threw the show at the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Tell us about the garage. What's the garage? Yeah, the garage is a uh, Houston music venue, and it uh it can hold up to whenever you pull up the uh, whenever you pull up the drawers, it can hold up to pretty good capacity. You can also use like the outside, which is what I'm about to do for Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, staffing is amazing. The location's amazing, and just. It's a great venue all the way around. Sounds cool. like it. Cool. Uh, Sounds like it. We love the garage too. The garage, garage. HTX on Facebook. Uh, garage <clears throat> HTX on Instagram. Wonderful times. Yeah. Just wonderful, wonderful times. times. Just and absolutely epic. Music venues, weddings, quinceañeras—they do it all. It's amazing. Amazing. Didn't y'all have like a? Wasn't there like a shoe? A, a shoe. Festival? Shoe Expo. Shoe oh, Expo. Expo. Full disclaimer, I do marketing for the garage as well. Beep, beep. I'll at your boy. We do. We do. We beep, do. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. What was the question, though, again? When did you realize it was a good fit? You said after Fragment, after the well, hair, after the uh, gauges. Yeah, so I've had the gauges since I was like in junior high. Uh, so I originally I started that throwing... that was another thing that you did with it. You were like, no, no, Fragment no. was a hit. I was just like... No, no, I've had the gauges. It was the pink <laughs> okay. hair and the nose piercing. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So I originally figured out that I liked throwing shows back in like 2016. My friend Buddha... Uh, Buddha Love. Yeah, Buddha Love. He actually you got me him? into it. We started doing sh uh, silo shows together. Wow. But I was drunk and I had money and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Fuck it. A little da, da, da. lavish with it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then I started doing it more and more. And I had Partywear Productions back then. And then I ran through that. And whenever I got locked up, of course, the whole entire story with Live Impact, meeting the dude. Uh, I, didn't, I knew that I wanted to do something in music so bad. But did I realize it was a perfect fit by then? No, but I was willing to try it. I was really, I had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Yeah. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I was willing to try it. And I, I, I did Fragment, the first one, and I was like, all right, this is tight. And then I did Ritual, which is at a church, and packed 500 people in it. And I was like, yo, this is really cool. All right, now we're getting somewhere. My mark was 1,000. I was like, if I can ever break 1,000 in under a year, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. So I booked the show at the garage. It was Fragment uh, Reflect with Bandos and Bandos and Miso. And like, first of all, that was another one of those circumstances we were talking about earlier. We were like, oh, it's not gonna fucking work. Fuck you guys, it worked great. Hey, <laughs> hey let's go. Yeah. Let's it's go. called the H-Town Hustle for a reason. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they, were, they were like, you can't mix those styles of music together. I'm like, the fuck you can't. Yeah. Um, so we did both of them. And uh, you know, at first it was a little rocky. I was like, bro, fuck, I spent 15 grand on this show. Wow. I was like, every penny I had, 
because like after I did the one time the loan shark, then after that it was all my money. Yeah. Uh, put every penny I had into it. And I was like, oh, fuck, I hope this works. <laughs> uh, the, two weeks out, ticket sales were bungus. It's like fuck. Yeah. Three weeks out, started to look good. The weekend, every day it was like just pop, coming pop, in, coming pop. in, coming yeah. in. I was like, holy shit, this is gonna work. The day of, we had over we had eight hundred tickets sold. Uh huh. And I was like, that's not even doors like open. That's not hard copy sales. That's just online. I was like, holy shit. Damn. This is going to be, a, this is gonna be big. I was like, I'm going to break a thousand. This yeah. is it. Yeah. So like that was definitely, I think, the show that I put like everything I had into. And the, yeah. the, so did my team, man. We put everything we had under that show. And like sure enough, we had the garage doors open at the garage. Uh, we had fencing. We had a badass uh, sound system. We mapped. We 3D like mapped with like projectors. The whole building. Uh had everything going off and uh sure enough doors opened i had all the money plus profit on my ticket agent app uh hard copies came in we almost sold like all of our hard copies and then nice. we had door sales yeah and i was just like baffled i was like Damn. holy shit so this is a success yeah as soon as i saw it or it was 10 30 and a thousand people were already in cool let's go i was like after that moment i looked i was like in the back and i was just staring at shit everyone's like what are you doing i'm like this is it. This, like, this yeah, is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And there's yeah. nothing that's going to take that from me. No amount of competition, no human being and no company is going to take what I'm going to do. Right. I was like, this is it. And it's not simply the fact that, Oh, a thousand people, that's the number to make it. Like, it was just like the fact that I could do it means that I could do it again. Right. Yeah. And if right. I can do it once and I can continue to do it. Right. You can do it a hundred times. It, yeah. it's, it's funny. I've heard something similar with that. It's, it's that like, if you can, if you can earn a thousand dollars one time, you can do it two times. Yeah. You can do it three times. Yeah. Same you know? shit. You can do it a thousand times. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Boom. All of a sudden you're in a million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So that was like, I told myself, I was like, I can dress whatever the way I want and wear whatever I want and look the way ever I want. Whenever I realized that there's nothing that's going to stop me from making this company as big as I can make it. Yeah. And like, my my goal is like almost ridiculous whenever I say it, but I believe it, so fuck it. It should it should be. Yeah. It should almost cause laughs from other people. Oh, yeah. it does. Every time I, a lot of the time people are like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, I want to be the next DDC. I want to be the next Pasquale. Yeah. And there's not a damn person that's gonna stop me. Well, whatever you do, remember this interview. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah, for remember, sure. Remember this interview, man. Yeah. yeah. Man. That's dope. Well, it's really cool, man, because it's like, no, your sh your dreams should almost be. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> to other people. Yeah. And you're like, all right, now I'm on the right track then. <laughs> like, whenever I say I want my last name on hotels, Hilton did it. Why can't Layton? Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. If Hilton did it, why can't Layton? If, and I have Lay in my name. Yeah. You know? So, so peep this, peep this. And here, here's a way I've, after I lost all my weight, something clicked in my head that there's not a damn thing in this world I can't do. Right. And so I started peeping game. And it was after I read uh, Think and Grow Rich, I think. Yeah. I think it was after that book. I was like, if he can do it, let's, let's just pick a person, anyone, like uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. Let's pick, you know, Jeff Bezos. You know, let's pick just anyone that's even wealthy at all. Even like, if you have a family member that's wealthy, rich, whatever, pick them. And just be like, if that motherfucker can do it. Yeah. Why the fuck can't I? Exactly. The only thing that's stopping you from doing that is yourself. Correct. Yep. And that's my personal belief that, yep. like, that's why, that's why Odyssey is so important to me. Like I said, it's all those See? monsters, it's all those obstacles, all those battles you have Damn. to do. Yeah. So, so it's so, a reflection on myself. Every event is a hundred percent. It's an art. Yeah. It's an art, and you can express yourself in a way yeah. that 
you can't necessarily be like, no, uh, once you got you got to realize that you're the change in the power. People will be like, all right, dude. Yeah. But then when you're like, no, if you actually pay $40, you can see this whole entire reason about why I feel the way I feel. Yep. And you can see it as an expression in this uh, event, in this concert here. And that's a lot. That's what's even cooler. So like, when you believe in yourself, it's one thing. But when other people start to believe, believe in you, in you damn. that's another thing. Yeah, that gives that. that gives yeah, that, that gives you that chills like, because uh. it hasn't been just like my close team, my close friends. It's been people I've never even fucking met before. Yeah, they walk up to me and they'll be like, "Man, dude, like I believe in what you're doing. I see your vision and da da da." Even like you know, decently like recognized promoters and like other club owners see it. And I'm like. Yo, thanks, man. Like, I really appreciate that. Like, dude, I love what the fuck you're doing. Nice. Keep it up. Right. Well, well, and that's even like, even with this podcast, you know, I've had, I've, I've gone over to a buddy's house before and I went to go hang out with her and chill or whatever. And then uh, her friend was like, hey, I really be watching y'all. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Do you? And she's like, yeah, I even shared the video. I was like, oh, God. don't lie. Oh, God. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Man. I was like, you mean you're a tuned in viewer? Yeah. It means so much. And I mean, like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You can't put it into words. Like, just the way you have to, it's like the way you have to say it. Yeah. You can't really say, like, like there's no way to put it into words, but, like, just know for anyone, when you appreciate, like, how you were saying, like they support you, they they watch your stream. It's the same thing with me, and I'm sure it's the same thing with you. That thank you from us means so fucking much. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> because like to have that support from another person, that something that we created and do. Oh, bro. They yeah. didn't so see good. me driving up here with no air conditioning, sitting in traffic with a check engine light on. All they see is the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't see me sweating bullets, driving 45 minutes up here to make this happen. They're like, hey, you look good on the event, on the show. Yeah. I'm like, if you only knew, man. If you only knew. Thanks. Walking in the baby wipes. Yeah, man. I don't have enough deodorant to sit through this Houston heat, bro. Yeah, it's hot outside. It's, it's hot, hot outside. Yeah. Welcome to summer. I know. Yeah. Fuck. It's like, I don't think you've really had a, a summer in Texas unless you've driven through I-45 and Beltway 8 with no air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, like, dude, that's just standard whenever you come to Texas. Yeah. You should... Experience. Dude, if you if your AC like hasn't broken in your car in Texas and you, you haven't driven in the summer, are you really from here? <laughs> yeah. 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 That shit fucking sucks. <laughs> no joke, man. Yeah. All right, so something we like to ask everyone: What is a what are what are what are, what are some of the biggest struggles you had to go through throughout you know you know you starting this company and doing it? What are some obstacles that you you overcame and just fucking tackled like a boss? The biggest obstacle is, and still is right now is the finances. Yeah, I find creative ways to make that shit happen every day. Yeah, being resourceful. Yeah, fuck yeah, mm. I'm creative as hell with it, and like. I'll do creative financing. That's the biggest obstacle. And then another obstacle is, is people to work. You know, people to find the right people to help you uh, accomplish your dream. And yeah. like, especially in the starting phases, it's not like I can pay people like wait, like, you know, I can't pay people to like actually quit their jobs and shit. That sucks. Right. I, that's my, one of my biggest goals is to make it toward this is all you have to do. Yeah. This is all we have to do. That's yep. my, one of my biggest goals is to make sure that it's just us. We don't got to work for anybody else. We don't yep. got to work for uh, Starbucks. We got to do nothing. Just yeah. us. Just live impact. That's all I got to do. Yeah. It's a huge goal of mine. But like obstacles, man, has really been that. Uh, I haven't had to deal with any legal allegations. I'm pretty, pretty good at that, especially with like doing insurance and everything. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, man, is really just the promoting. 
Yeah. It's kind of, it's hard. It's hard to keep on it daily and it's hard to keep on it all the time. That's a huge obstacle for me at being creative in that aspect, you know, keeping people interested and engaged and, you know, yeah, that's a huge most obstacle. people's attention is like that long. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's real quick, real quick, real quick. So, I mean, I'm sure that is a uh, struggle trying to be able to keep people engaged the whole time. Yeah. Another one is hosting. Everyone thinks that'd be the easiest part. Hosting? But like once the event starts, it, all right, so at this point, whenever you start an event and like it's nine o'clock and the doors open, once those fucking doors open, your only job is to prevent as many fires as possible. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a hectic you environment. Are, yeah. Yep. It's Operation like World War Three in that bitch. Yeah. Operation what? problem solving. Yeah. Anything everything. that can, and sometimes, dude, I've had an event where nothing went wrong and everything was smooth sailing. But I've also had an event where everything went wrong yeah. and everything was blowing up in my yeah. face and I had to deal with everything because no one knew how to deal with it. Exactly. And I was like, well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's being a boss, bro. Yeah. It's part of being a boss. Hell yeah, it is. Like, uh, biggest part of owning a company is literally that. Yeah. Putting, putting, out, putting, fires. Out, putting out fires. Yep. Putting out little forest fires, man. Yes, sir. Other Pro- than that. Professional problem solving. Yeah. Wow. That's literally it. Professional problem solving. You know what's Amen. crazy? Hey, man. I'm going to yeah. jot that one down, actually. Yeah. Write that down. Put it in a book. Sell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, got the, we got the green H-Town happy hour. Yeah. You know. Uh, all it's, my, it's all, crazy, this, is all, this is all my notes here of everything, everybody. Yeah, I never right. thought about it like that. So if you could go back and uh, <clears throat> go back to your, you know, your young self before you started down this journey, started down this path and created your own thing, what are, what are a few golden nuggets or uh, just like words of wisdom you would give yourself? Words of wisdom I'd give myself. Golden Shit. nuggets, if you will. Little golden nuggets? Like what would you tell yourself? Little young Landry running around. Stop quitting everything. Damn. Huh. Stop giving up on everything you fucking do, you <laughs> idiot. Because that's how I... <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Didn't uh, that was me. That was me as a kid, man. Every time, like, my dad would be like, all right, let's play football. Let's do this. Let's do that. Nah, fuck that. I quit. I quit. I quit. Yeah. I quit. I can't. I quit. I quit. I can't. It was the most reoccurring thing I think I could say yeah. to myself as a kid. Yeah. And if I could go back and, like, drill that in my head, like, take that, that you book. can do whatever the fuck you want and stop being a quitter. Yeah. And like stop lying. I, I was a compulsive liar. Yeah. That's why I was. I was. I would just say shit to say shit. It didn't even Damn. make sense. Like, why are you saying that? I'm like, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So Same, like, I, hey, when I was a young kid, I was too, dude. Right. I was an obsessive compulsive liar, and it, dude. When I started to become a man, it took that transition. Yeah. Like, I don't have to lie to be cool. Fuck no. I can just be real, be myself. I like you more because of you, who you are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want you to be someone else. Exactly. You know, I like Derek because of Derek. And then also, yeah. whenever you own up. To your, to your issues or whatever sort of things you may be doing, you take away power from anyone else. Like, if you're like, no, I was one who messed up on this and it's not going to happen again, if you could take responsibility, you take away anyone being able to say, hey, you got to do this better. You're like, no, I already owned up to the fact that I didn't do that. You take away their power. You Can know you say I mean? that louder for the people in the back? <laughs> <laughs> we'll rewatch the episode and y'all yeah, be tuned in. For sure. But no, seriously, whenever you can take, uh, ownership of any sort of mistakes it takes the power out of anyone else's argument 100 percent. yeah so, that shit's hard to do though well but 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 also but that's what makes a man a man too yeah. you know what i'm saying yep. there's times where i've just it's like why are you fabricating a story it's like uh because i don't want to own up to what i really did when i did when i know i didn't make that call that i should have made right when i know i didn't set up i didn't make that list like i knew i was supposed to make yeah instead of being like oh dude i i was i had to give my cat a bath and I was reading a dictionary, and I couldn't stop studying that. You're going to be like, oh, you're going to make excuses for the rest of your life? And then instead of being like, no, I just didn't manage my time correctly. 
that's that's a little bit easier yeah. than yeah. trying to fabricate. Exactly. And that's been a little inside joke for him and I for yeah. ages. Yeah. Just like, oh, I gotta uh, wash my cat. I'm not gonna be able to, you know, I'm studying <laughs> the dictionary. I gotta man. wash it. I gotta save a cat from a tree, man. I'm not gonna be able to make the show tonight. I got things I got going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A bunch of nothing. It's just uh, me scrolling on YouTube. I think that applies to not just like business either. It's like that's Anything. life, dude. Anything. Yeah. Like you've you've. It's so it's like owning up to something and like f addressing your problems and, and, and doing it with other people and stuff. It's so much less stressful than trying to manage a bed of lies yeah. because you have to cover that lie with more lies and then you get, it just becomes more lies and more lies and more lies. And it, it, it when you could have just manned up, swallowed your pride and, and owned up in the beginning and now you don't have all that stress. Plus, sooner or later your house of cards is gonna fall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sooner oh, or later. And that's gonna feel a hundred times worse when all your lies come crumbling down Dude. than just having owned up. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you're just try this for a week. If you're if you're a compulsive liar, try this for a week. Be honest about everything, everything yeah. and see how much more interesting your life gets. Damn. Yeah. Just yeah. be honest about fucking everything. Like even just whatever. Everything. Huh. Yeah. If you're late to work, tell your boss why. Yeah. Like Damn. everything. You're gonna see. Like That's it's just real. more interesting. Well, That's and then real. also yeah. whenever you can own up to it, you take away the power from other people. Yeah. yeah. You take ownership of it. The way I kind of the way I kind of look at me and Evan have always talked about this. Like, if I'm not. I, I'm, tr I'm always trying to be the realest person in the room. Not like it's a competition, but if I'm not being the realest person in the room, say you're being real, more real than me in the room at that time, I'm going to check myself. I'm like, damn, this dude's really being more real than me. Level, let me get to that level. Yeah. Let me get to his level of realness. Yeah. So it's a goal I always said to myself, and not to say I'm more real than anyone. No, but, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, but I, everyone I should have this. Everyone, thank you. Everyone, everyone should have that thought process. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly what you're saying. I'm gonna be the realest person in the room. I have a similar thought process, not not to to the certain extent, but I like to better. If I'm not bettering myself every fucking day, yeah. Like no matter what it may be, if, if it's a yeah. slight like change in the way I speak, if it's like a word that I learned, yeah. I, if I'm not better than the day before, I didn't do shit. Right. That was an unsuccessful day. Yeah, it was unsuccessful. So every day since I started thinking like that, I've been better the next day. Yep. Because I, I put in either with my company. I put in around 16 hours a day yeah. and either myself or my company. Right. And Damn. that's just all in total. And yep. I do that almost every day. There's very few days where I take days off and there's very few days where I do less than that. Yeah. So like normally I'm, I'm just like that, man. Yeah. And it's just the way I love to live because like I have now at to a point I've wasted so much time yeah. from with all the selling drugs and going to prison and out of jail, everything that was fucked up whenever I was younger. Yep. Cause like, I didn't have a lot of people to like check you. Yeah. I didn't have a lot of people to check you. You know, my mom and my dad got, I fucking loved them to death, but they were all living their own life and yeah, I was living right. my own life. And, and you know, you're not going to sit there and be like, Hey mom, guess how many I just, told yeah, this right. Weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And dude, like, they're like, they're, I couldn't ask for better parents. Like, we're like the best of fucking friends. Yeah. But like, whenever I was younger, man, like, they had their own life and I had my own life. Right. I wasn't talking to them about anything. Right. Oh, we weren't, we weren't sitting down at the dinner table talking. Like, maybe at a younger age, whenever I got into like the teenager years, fuck, they let the, I was running. Right. You yeah. weren't stopping shit. So like, it was just a bunch of mess ups. And you know, I didn't really have that, like, you know, to steer me right. Well, it's, it's funny because I feel like somehow, some way, all that coincides. And you say that, you know, you really didn't have much people to i guess you were surrounded by a bunch of yes men who never really told you no 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 but even those experiences of oh you learn better how to yeah do it next time because you're like no you know what let me i can check myself now yeah i can check myself now because i've seen the way i've seen what happens if i hold the pin like this it's gonna fall 
don't do that again. Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and so I feel like almost some of those lessons and experience where we mess up are really super huge lessons for our Wouldn't future. Wouldn't for the world. Exactly. Yeah. So even those times where it's like, man, I'm a, man, maybe I'm a loner and no one thinks the way I think, you know, so, so I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Well, you shouldn't have done what you wanted. You should have had some integrity and not messed up. But then it's like, okay, well, I can't change that experience now. I did what I did, but flip top, flip side, learn it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So when uh when when's your next event? Odyssey. This sounds dope. When's this? Odyssey is May fifteenth. It is all Greek and Roman mythology themed. I want people to dress up. I highly encourage it. We are bringing AU five and Asora, uh, which are like future base artists. We will be having, which is going to be the God stage. Then we're going to have a side stage, which is a second stage, and it's going to be monsters. The whole theme is Odyssey, a story of gods and monsters. Yeah. So like one is going to be like all beautiful like future bassy music and the next one is going to be like more dark and heavier bass music yeah. and that's the kind of the split between the two nice and like that's just the premise of like you can choose two paths from your story you choose the good or the evil and then also you know gods and monsters it's just trying to all tie into a theme yeah and like the original premise of it still holds together with everything oh yeah you know like that's I'm not a musician. Yeah. I never, I could sing and I could play drums, but like, I never was passionate about it. I just did it because, you know, all the, all the girls liked it. <laughs> Being real. I like screaming a lot. Like I used to be like a hardcore band. That shit was tight. But like, I just did it because of that. I used to write lyrics, but I wasn't passionate about it. I was all right. I used to do other stuff like where I, just, you know, tried to do creativity. Crazy enough, at 26 years old, 25, 26, that's whenever I figured out where I was creative at. It was making an experience. Yeah. Huh. It was creating something for other people. And dude, that's like, Every and you know, I thought it was just me, like kind of being like, "Oh, maybe I'm just good at this because I'm good at that." No, bro, I didn't know I was good at it until other people told me I was good at right. it. Yeah. That's whenever I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah, like, yeah. I like doing this too. That's crazy. So like, I'm cultivating these experiences, and you know, I'm thinking in my head like, "Oh, that sounds corny. Everybody could think about that." No, people are walking up to me and be like, "Bro, that's really creative." I'm like, "Really? Thank you." Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny because in the mind of like an artist, you could almost think like. Oh, that's not that original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could be like, oh, well, everyone's already thought of that. Yeah. But how many people have like persevered on that thought? How many people have put the execution to actually put Correct. it off? Yeah. You can yeah. think about something all day long, but I mean, what that thinking is what separates the, you know. Yeah. You got to think for yourself, but then, you know, thoughts become things. And if you put your action behind those thoughts, yep. that's when it becomes a real deal. You know, it's yep. crazy that you say that. One of the biggest things, like, as many like shows and like interviews that I watch with people and books that I've read, the biggest thing in becoming successful, it's actually stupid easy. It's execution. Yeah, mm -hmm. execution it's is pulling key, off bro. those thoughts that you have, which is something I, I'm super fucking good at. Yeah. And thank you, thank you, Lord, for making me good at that because yeah. like I don't know if I could do this without it. Right. But like people will be like, let's do this, let's do this. I'm like, all right, let's get on it. And like I'll start having all right you hit up the booking manager yep. you do this i'll go find the venue da, da, yep. da. we'll finish it in like a week yep we'll yeah. finish everything we'll have the Everyone whole has show a job yeah Sorry. and like just i'm the to... guy that's just like do this do that do that and let's go fucking hit it and like if, if i don't do that then I'll never we won't finish it yeah. i have to be like and that's not saying that like other people don't have that it's just that's my strong suit yeah yeah like that's my strong suit is being able to pull that off and if in you know, I've tried to work with other people on events. We've never gotten anywhere because, like, I feel like they're taking too much of the reins. Yeah. And, like, that's just how it is well, with me. Well, some people have a little – instead of, like, being able to, like, integrate ideas and make it just huge, some people have – do you feel like they have, like, a little uh, – it's, it's a power of control that they're limboing with instead of it being like, hey, you got good ideas, I got good ideas. Let's run it. Yeah. They're almost like, no, well, we want this idea like this because if not, then – 
They're almost stubborn with it. Yeah, and some people are too pushy with their ideas, and you know that's something I have to check myself with. And you know, I've gotten better at it. I've gotten better at it. I'll say that. Yeah. But like, I'll say an idea, and I'll be like strong about it, and then other people will be like, no, let's not do that. I'm like, all right, let's tweak it. Let's do this. But then like some people, when you try to do a show with them, like they like push their idea so hard, and it's like ah, this. It's like and you're it's forcing like, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why am I doing a show with you? Yep. It's just, it's just you, and then my name's on there. Yeah. And I mean people do that all the time and that's cool you know whatever to get your publicity out it's just personally for me i don't need other people's ideas i like my own yeah. and that's damn people people really appreciate like my thoughts on how i'm doing these things so why would i have someone else come in and you know try to change that yeah i mean if someone else wants to if someone else is like yo I fuck with your ideas. I'm going to help build on those ideas yeah. and I'm going to come in there and I'm going to give you, yeah, exactly. I love that. And whenever I, I'm going to give, I'm bringing money into the table. We're going to do this show together. That's what I'm about. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're, if you're, if your spot isn't like, cause that's my, my sweet spot is I'm good at creating the cultivating these shows. Mm -hmm. I'm good at like making that theme happen. And like, if that's not your strong suit and you have a different strong suit that you can bring to the table, bro, bring it. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's run this shit. Yeah. I think uh, I think those are two main things that we've kind of hit throughout this podcast that that any anyone can take 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 it to the bank, dude. Like this is how you become successful is is execution. Yeah. And then also we we wrapped on it earlier. Consistency. Don't Consistency. quit. Never quit. Those those are some of the two hard things to do for some people. I quit every but day. Yeah. Execution and consistency. Did I tell bro. you about that traffic I had to sit in with the yeah. with the air conditioning yeah. not working? Fuck, it's consistency. Yeah. You know how easy yeah. it would have been to be like, "Hey, dude, I don't want to come in today. I don't want to so go." So easy. Yeah. And then, it, well, for one, I would have had to, I would have had to hear him be like, "Bro, no, yeah. <laughs> that's not happening." Yeah. And and then yeah, exactly, man. So, but but you just got to make it happen, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what the homie Joe was behind the scenes. He had car problems. All right, I'm coming to pick you up. Let's exactly. go. Let's go. Exactly, man. Cool. Well, uh, live impact, uh, live impact events, right? Yeah, live impact events on Facebook, IG, and then yep. it's live impact underscore on Twitter. Okay. And it's Landry St. Patrick if you got yeah. your fans out there, right? Yeah, Landry St. Patrick. La Landry St. Patrick for the fans that are tuning in. Check them out. Live impact. Yeah. Live. live Live impact events. Okay. Okay. So okay. and and y'all go check it out if y'all want y'all are interested in coming to uh, Odyssey this this super dope concert rave experience y'all check him out on Facebook and Instagram you'll get the show details there. Other than that, E, I think that's uh, I think that's, that's episode six. That's six episode in the, six in the bank, yes, baby. Landry, thank you so Come much on, for coming Landry, on, brother. guy, dude. Absolutely, uh, pleasure respect, having bro. you. Thank bro. you all. Thank y'all for having me. All right, guys. hundred percent. Number one podcast in the world. No, H-Town Happy Hour. H-Town Happy Hour. Come on now, we're going to...